Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, y'all? Welcome to a kind of special edition of The Best Bits. This is a way that we have never done The Best Bits before because I am currently at home sick, but I still wanted to bring you guys The Best Bits this weekend. And Eddie is on with me from his house. Hello, Eddie. <laughs> Hello. Hey, can you hear Coachella? You know, you can I can't. Hear- I can't. Okay, good. Because she's like walking around and her little claws are like hitting the floor. So good. Oh, yeah. So if you guys hear dogs, kids, anything, any chaos in this podcast, it is because mm-hmm. both of us are from home right now. And uh, I have a lozenge in my mouth. So you may hear that every so often. I'm going to try and mute myself when I cough. We're just all over the place right now. But <laughs> we're doing it. We're showing up for the people. Right, Eddie? Yeah, we are. That's what we do. We have to. So we got this fun best bits planned. But how are you, Eddie? How are you feeling? Hopefully not sick at all. No, I don't feel sick, but just talking to you, like I started to, <clears throat> started to clear my throat because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if it's just Morgan making me feel sick, but I feel sick now. <laughs> what is that called when it's like in your brain and you yeah, kind of yeah. think that it happens? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's uh what's that called? Amy says it all the time. What is it? We're gonna we're gonna remember the word here. We will. Also, I got crazy brain fog going on right now. So if I say things that don't make sense, that's also probably part of it. I'm on like <laughs> antibiotics, medicine, like tea that I don't even know what it is. I'm trying everything at this point to get better. Well, you're a warrior. I'm trying, but Eddie can also see me on video right now, and I look like death froze over. Like I have, I rolled out of bed. <laughs> no, you don't. You I look do. good. Eddie, you're you trying to good. be nice. No, I'm not. Oh, man. Well, okay. We got this best bits to go through and I'm excited. Coming in at the number seven spot this week. Uh, you guys had so many stories to share when I talked about seeing a guy steal an air fryer from Walmart. Apparently, everybody is seeing a lot of stealing happen. So, Eddie, Eddie you're Eddie. You're Eddie now. <laughs> Have you seen any stealing happen recently? <sighs> Not recently. When I first moved to Nashville, um, I remember I went to Target and it was just like one of those things where I just walked in the store and somebody had ran out. I didn't see him run out, but I saw everyone go, get him. And everyone just follow someone out the door. And I'm like, this is crazy. Is this what Nashville's like? 
But and, Wait, and it so was they like, followed them in that situation? Yeah, I think it was like maybe one employee and then other customers. But I just remember like craziness, like what is happening here? But now I remember, did I tell you one time though that I saw someone steal a tip jar? Bobby no, and I, I, saw I don't someone. remember this story. Okay, so where Bobby and I used to work in Austin, we were um, right across the street from a pizza place. And Bobby and I had just finished shooting. We were shooting some video stuff and we were in the parking lot talking. And this guy had stolen the tip jar from this pizza place. And I had probably had like what, $30 in it, like nothing crazy. And he's running full speed with a tip jar. And oh my gosh. Yes. I remember this story. I, cause you yes. wanted to be a hero, but yes, please keep telling it. Yes. But eventually he gave up. Cause I think the store owners and the employees were like almost caught up to him. So he just dropped the tip jar and like, that was crazy. It's always <laughs> crazy when you see someone steal something, right? Yeah. Well, I've now I've seen it happen three different times this year at three different places. And I, every time it happens, I am just astonished at the balls that people have. I know. Because I couldn't ever... One, I'm just... I literally can't lie. I am a Wait, terrible liar. You've never stolen anything? Never. In my entire life. I anything. Ever. Not, not even like a piece of candy, nothing. Like I am so honest to a fault. I would be the worst under a lie detector. <laughs> I can keep secrets. Like I can keep people secret because I'm loyal. But like uh -huh. my honesty will always prevail. And so when I see this happen, so like I saw this air fryer at Walmart, I saw a guy steal tools and a mower at Lowe's and I saw a girl. Oh, that's trick. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I saw a girl steal a full like 24 pack of Cokes from Kroger, just straight up walked out. And every time I'm just so shocked because these people don't even look like ashamed of what they're doing. They almost look proud. Okay. I can I admit, it. can I admit something? I want to, I, I want to, um, confess. Okay. We're something, in the confession booth. Yes. <laughs> and this was back in college. So I don't think I can get, um, I can get prosecuted for this. It was a long time ago. And that's, but, we're, we're over like 15 years at least. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So my buddy, Dave, um, he worked at a convenience store and he was like, what's crazy about convenience stores is that the bags of ice, like, we don't know how many are in there. Like, we don't know what, like if someone pays for one bag of ice and gets two or three, we don't know. Well, a buddy of ours was having a party and he had this great idea to do it like um, a snow party. Oh, Ooh, we should get a lot of ice and cover the backyard in like just ice. And we'll have everyone dress up like they're skiing and it'll be a snow party. And Dave goes, I have an idea. I know where to get ice. So... Dave, we go in my truck, me, Dave, and another guy, Dave says, go park by the ice machine. I'll pay for one bag of ice talking. The guy that is working, I know him. He's cool. And I'll talk to him. You guys just load up the truck with ice. Morgan, we probably stole like 30 bags of ice. Oh my gosh, Eddie. <laughs> yes. That, okay. One bag of ice is how much money? A uh, dollar twenty-five. Okay, so at least thirty dollars worth of ice, or like Probably, um, fifty. Let's, let's go fifty. Okay, fifty dollars worth of ice, and we stole thirty bags of ice, and we had a hell of a party. It was awesome. <laughs> I mean, I bet it was an awesome party. But did this guy, your friend that worked at the convenience store, ever get caught? No, nobody no, ever knew because he was like, dude. That that's this can happen every day, and there's no way we can find out because we don't know how much ice is in there. Like all the person at the convenience store knows is like, oh yeah, bag of ice, charge you for that. Boom, there's ice in there, I think. 
Take it. What? Yeah, it's crazy. I know. Hey, don't come at me now. That was a long time ago. Okay. And I mean, it, wasn't, hey, it wasn't even my idea. You were driving the truck though. You were driving that getaway car. <laughs> I was. And I helped load the truck. Yeah. Was this it's your crazy. only uh, theft in your life or is there more? Uh, okay. There's, there's another one. So, so when I was probably 12, 13, coach, did you hear, could you hear now? Uh, that, that one time I did. Hello, Coachella. Okay. Welcome to the podcast. I was probably 12, 13 years old and we were at the beach and there was a kid who was staying at a condo next to ours. It was like a con. It was almost like a hotel or whatever, but there were condominiums and his name was Dennis. And Dennis was like, kind of like he was trouble. Like Dennis was like a skater dude. He surfed and stuff. And he was kind of trouble. And he was like, let's go like, just walk around, you know, the Island or whatever. And so we walked around the beach and we went to the store and we went to these like little necklaces, like, like beaded necklaces. Oh no. Not like your Puka ne- necklace, Eddie. L- like Puka. Yes. And so he, I love puka necklaces. I know, but you, you post photos from old times. I'm like, this man never stopped wearing a puka necklace. I love those necklaces. So he, he like was like, dude, I'm going to take like 10 of these and then sell them later. And I'm like, no, you're crazy. He's like, no, no, like, dude, they're not going to catch us. Just take one. And so I did, I took, I took a bracelet. I never wore a bracelet. Why would I steal a bracelet? And it was like a little beaded bracelet. And I stole it and I felt so, so, so bad, like terrible. I ended up throwing it away because I didn't want it on me. Dang. So you felt remorse in both of these situations. But not, no, 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 not the ice party. Oh, no, the, the ice party, ice party, the ice party was legit. That was fun. <laughs> so because you had a good time after the stealing and you're like, nah, we're good. Yeah. Well, you because- gotta, imagine this though. We showed up at that party, back the truck up and they're like, where did you get all that ice from? We're like, don't worry about it. You were the theft heroes is what you were. They were like, yeah, there's ice. Oh, my goodness. You mm-hmm. are wild. I did not know you. We had a thieving man on our show. Those were my two my two uh, stealing stories. I do believe that most people probably have one. I just listen. I was terrified to ever be in trouble. So I did, did everything I could to stay out of trouble. I'm shocked. I'm, I'm uh, like honestly shocked that you don't have a stealing story. I don't not even like gum. No, but listen, I did my fair share of bad things. I snuck out. I got I, like I was a rebel in other ways. I just never did the, yeah. the stealing thing because it involved people that I didn't know. Yeah. And so I just if it was people that I knew, I, I pushed the boundaries more. But if it was people I don't know, I didn't want anything to do with it because I just I always had the worst case scenario in my brain that I was going to get thrown in jail and like die. So I would okay. never steal from a person like I think it was more of the the thought in my head was. Oh, this is a company that has a lot of necklaces and not a lot of bracelets, like a lot of ice. Like they're not going to miss frozen water. I think that was like what I thought of Mm -hmm. now, obviously like that's stupid. Don't, don't, don't steal. Don't be dumb. I was going to say, that's probably what all these, these people that I've been seeing steal this year think as well is it's the uh, Kroger, Lowe's, Walmart, they're massive companies and they're never going to notice, but I do think they noticed on some (laughs) level. (laughs) I think they do. Hey, where's that lawnmower? Mm -hmm. Uh, have you seen that lawnmower that we were trying to sell? No. I mean, listen, I get it. Times are tough. Like, but like, I mean, everybody's creating a GoFundMe for just about anything. So I think you could probably get a couple bucks on a GoFundMe not to steal something. <laughs> right. I agree. It, even if it's a mower, even if I you really total- need an air fryer. I totally agree. I think people would care more about that than you stealing, mm-hmm. you know, but definitely don't listen to Eddie's story and go steal ice because no, don't. you gave people ideas now. <laughs> They're like ice. That's not a bad idea. 
And the, listen, I'm not going to lie that it's not clever, but Eddie, bad decision. Oh, man. Those are good stories. Those are better than the people stealing them. Oh, my gosh. Oh, good. Good. Hey, good character building stories, Eddie. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys, it was a long time ago. All right. Please forgive me. Yeah. Like, hey, if it happens 15 plus years ago, it doesn't count. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't think like that either. Like, I was going to say, I don't think that actually counts. I think it actually all counts in the grand scheme Probably. Of yeah. Well, we also had a, a segment on the show this week where Lunchbox's cousin called him ahead of her wedding about the speech that he so badly wanted to have because he was a celebrity, which was pretty hilarious. And I love that the bride did this, especially because it's his cousin and she just totally called him out on his stuff. <laughs> but you and I have both been uh, in weddings. You've been a groomsman, a best man. I've been a bridesmaid at several weddings so like i want to talk about the perspective of like you being a groomsman versus me being a bridesmaid because it's so different on a wedding day bachelorette party so what were your experiences like so bachelor party well you know mine was pretty easy i've been a best man twice so i was a best man for a friend of mine back in texas and then bobby i was a best man for bobby and so it's quite the difference because Bobby for his bachelor party knew exactly what he wanted. Like there was just no doubt. I want to go to Arkansas. I want to do play basketball in the Arkansas gym. I want to play football in the football field. Like I want, like it was all Arkansas. And so I'm like, well, you know, all those people. So you do that. I'll get dinner. And the only thing really, I truly planned was dinner. I picked where we were going and that was it. Like everything else Bobby did, like, I'm, I'm going to take care of it. And, and that's, so that was easy because I think that's a stressful part of being a best man or a bridesmaid, right? Like planning the bachelor party or the bachelorette. But so I'm glad I got out of that. That was cool. But wedding day was fun because it was, it's just a day of supporting your dude. Like, <laughs> and I guess, I think for you guys, you have to take hours and hours of getting ready, right? For us, what well, we got ready in five minutes and we're like, all right, what do we do? We got the guitar, we played songs, you know? And like, I think Bobby decided to do like a mini podcast. Like we had so much time in our hands to do stuff before the wedding. So it was a lot of fun. Like I love to be the best man, but it is stressful though. That's why I listened to Lunchbox talk about his wedding. And I'm thinking like, why do you want to speak? at a wedding that's stressful like to me there was so much stress built up to like what am i gonna say like am i funny like lunchbox do you do you do something funny do you do something heartwarming and and it was a lot of stress on on like getting up to the reception we're like oh crap i'm gonna have to speak and i know we speak for a living right or talk for a living or whatever but this is different this is like a real life wedding a real you know uh we're celebrating their marriage and there's a lot of pressure on that Mm-hmm. So I didn't enjoy that. The second it was over, I'm like, whew, I got it out of the way. Now let's drink. Let's have a good time. You know, I don't think I've heard about your best man speech too much. I know we briefly talked about it on the show, but what did you like kind of say, talk about what happened? Because didn't that happen uh, the rehearsal night? That didn't happen the night of the wedding, did it? No, it did. The Remember after, so during the reception. Um, hey, I told you I had brain fog. So if I'm missing things, I promise that's why. Yeah. So there was the wedding and then there was the reception afterwards. And I know there was the first dance, everyone ate. And as soon as everyone was done eating, I went up, did my speech. Yes. You were on stage. You had to go on the stage. You were, that's why it threw me off. Okay. Yes. I had Mm -hmm. to go on the stage. And I remember the bride's sister. She was the maid of honor. She's like, Hey, I want to go first. 
And I'm like, okay, like you'd go first. Like, no, no worries. You do it. She's like, okay, I just want to get out of the way. I'm really nervous. Like I want to go first. Great. And then when Bobby went up there, they're like, all right, let's call Eddie up. And I'm like, oh no, like I'm going to go first now. I wasn't ready for this. The maid of honor is definitely not ready for this. So I'm like, I'm sorry. They just called me up. I'm going to go. But I think what I did, let me try to think. I, I remember thinking that it was going to have to be a mix of like funny, but I just wanted to touch on like the, the whole idea of like Bobby's done amazing things in his life. A lot of amazing accomplishments, accomplishments. And, and, but this was the biggest accomplishment of them all. Like him finding love because he, not just in, in the world, but to him, because he never thought he would fall in love. And it was truly like, this is amazing. I think for us, all his friends, uh, we got emotional because like he never, ever thought he was going to find love. So the fact that he was getting married, I think to everyone in that room, we're all like, aren't we all like, isn't this crazy? Like this, this is amazing. Bobby found someone to live the rest of his life with. And I think he was always so lonely his whole life, just Bobby, Bobby by himself, Bobby growing up by himself and all this stuff that the thought of him having a life partner for the rest of his life is just a really beautiful thing. And, and I, I think I touched on all that stuff and then joked about how, you know, Caitlin's already changing his life because at the bachelor party, uh, this is a true story. When we were leaving the day we were the morning we were leaving, like I woke up and Bobby was in the kitchen, like sweeping. And I'm like, what? I've never seen this in my life. Like I've never seen Bobby touch a broom. I've never seen him grab a vacuum cleaner, spray anything on a counter. Like he's doing all this stuff. And I remember I said during the speech, like, Caitlin, you don't even know you're already changing the man. Like I saw him clean for the first time in my life and I've known him for so long. So just things like that. And it was, I don't really remember the speech. I, I didn't have anything planned. And I remember uh, one of the groomsmen was like, Hey, do you know what you're going to say? I'm like, I mean, kind of, it's all in my so head. You didn't I guess. write anything down. And now that you're recalling all of this, I'm remembering this and it was a really good speech. And I remember afterwards, everybody was hooting and hollering very loud. So it was a great speech, but you didn't write anything down. Uh -uh. You didn't have a note card or anything. So basically what I try to do when I'm, when I know I want to speak about something, um, I try to learn it. I try to know what it is, right? Like I know what I'm going to say. I know the point I'm trying to make. So therefore I have my own words. I can kind of do that. But I have keywords. So like if I'm going to talk about, you know, him being lonely, I know that when I say lonely, it's going to lead me to the next part of the speech, which is going to be, you know, like, I don't know, whatever it was. But I just kind of think of these like, oh, as soon as you hit that word or that topic, remember, the next topic is this. So however you can get to that next topic. And then when you're done with that, know that the next topic is this. It's a clever way to remember things, but Just, dang, you are winging it. I remember all the groomsmen were like, you're crazy. Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. It's just how I do things. I mean, yeah, that's total winging it. You know, it's funny. So I was in both of my older sister's weddings, part of the bridal party. And I was also in my best friends recently as a bridesmaid. And I wasn't the maid of honor at this at my last this good friend of mine's. But the night before at the rehearsal dinner, they said, we invite anyone to go up and speak, whoever wants to talk and share things. And I really didn't plan to, but I knew both of the groom and the bride when they first started dating. And so I was like kind of part of it. And they'd been together for like eight years now. 
And so I was a part of like the initial story of them. I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to go up. I didn't have anything planned. I was about three drinks in. And I was that's like, what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go and say something. And I totally winged it. I still don't entirely remember everything that I said. But afterwards, everybody was like, dang, you didn't like write that down or anything. I was like, no, I just felt like I needed to say something. And it wasn't very long. It was like maybe 30 seconds. But it was just like we're calling on them meeting and basically being the best together in the beginning kind of thing. And but so many people came up. They're like, yeah, that's what you do for a living. And I was like, I mean, yeah, but I'm honest, like I have no idea what I just said. Exactly. It's a lot of adrenaline. We do this for a living, but like we don't do it with people looking at us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we do it. We talk in a microphone. We're looking at each other and people are listening. But to be one on one with, with people like eye to eye and see each other in the face. It's different. Mm-hmm, so it so did, were you funny during your speech at all? I got a few giggles out. Like I did get some like fun reactions when I just remembered some things about their relationship. Cause they're, they're so funny sometimes as a couple, like they're so great together, but they also have these hilarious memories. Mm-hmm. And so oh, I brought up one of them that I was also a part of when we were all in college together. And that got a good laugh out, especially when I shared some things in front of their parents that they did not know. Um, like like, all, like not, rated R stuff. No, not rated R, just like <laughs> not rated R, but like on the spectrum, like where you sneak out and your parents never knew about it kind of thing. Oh, yeah. But but when it's a wedding, you're just like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. And so the groom's mom came up to me after. She's like, I didn't know some of those things about your friend. And I was like, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and Beamer, who is my my good friend, that the one that was getting married, she was like, oh, it was great. I loved it. And was this the one in are. Florida? So this is we did her bachelorette trip in Tampa, Florida. Yeah, Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. So that was that one. That's the most recent one. My both my sisters getting married was years ago. So like talk about brain fog. I do not have a lot of memories. I have randomly a full video of my oldest sister getting married um, on my computer that I found. And I was like, what is this? It's like four hours that somebody just put a camera on. and was recording this whole wedding. (laughs) That's crazy. That tells you how old, like how long ago that wedding Mm -hmm. happened that people, somebody did that. Don't know why I had it, but, uh, but yeah, those were like my wedding experiences, but I, I wanted to remember your speech cause it was really good. And I don't think we ever told that full story. So yeah. I'm glad you shared it. Do you like weddings? Like, do you like going to weddings? You know, I think it's a catch 22. I really love celebrating people and I will always love like celebrating people if something's going on, mm-hmm. but the older I get, the more I'm like, like I've had at least one wedding every year at this point. And I'm like, guys, Listen, if, if these even start getting a little bit closer, we start having two year, three year. I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. That's a lot. Like if I start going to other people's, it's going to be a whole thing. And I just that becomes a lot when it's people that I really know and care about. I'm like, this is awesome. I don't particularly love going to ones where I don't really know the people. Yeah. It's kind of not a fun experience because you're just kind of like, I don't have any investment in this and I don't really care to get drunk and be with a bunch of random strangers on a dance mm-hmm. floor. So. It gets weird when you get married. And then your husband or your wife, like you have to go to their friends' weddings and you don't know anyone. That's where it gets real awkward. You're just like, cool, I'm just going to hang out of here. Yeah, or- that's when you have to like typically get very drunk because you're like, I don't want to be the random person sitting in a corner. Exactly. What else are you going to do? Yep. Just just get a little buzz on it. I'm just not there anymore. I'm like, I don't have that capability anymore. I used to be really good at that. The older yeah. I get, the more I don't have that capability. That's what happens, Morgan. Yeah. Don't remind me. Okay. I'm still only 29. I haven't even crossed the threshold of my 30s, but I'm acting like it. All right. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. 
I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from The Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. We've been doing uh, these segments recently. It started with Elder vs. Millennial and now with Amy vs. Lunchbox, where the loser of these games has to eat something so strange. Do you like that? I mean, no, because it's most of the time me. (laughs) At least when we did Elder vs. Millennial. We need to talk about this. Before you go on, we need to talk about this. I've read people saying that this isn't fair. The format's not fair. And I'm talking about Elder vs. Millennial where they think that I have an extra advantage because let me see if I get this right. Because um, you get, I get to jump in on questions that, right. That's the format, right. Where I get to jump in or you get to jump in whenever. Yeah. It's, not, it's the new format. Yeah. 
Yes. And I guess since I was alive for both of these topics or these generations or whatever, I have the advantage. What do you think about that? Oh, Eddie, you absolutely have the advantage. <laughs> right. But I, but I don't know all the stuff that you're talking about. But you have a greater chance to know than I'm ever going to have, because at least you've been around to maybe hear things about it. At least the things that happened when I was not born yet, most mm-hmm. of the time I'm never going to hear about unless somebody brings it up or somebody taught me that specifically. So yes, you have the advantage, but don't get me wrong. I freaking love the game because it's hilarious. It is so, hilarious. Even though I'm at a disadvantage, I still love it because it also makes winning that much better. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, you know, but like, I do think there is a disadvantage in moments for you because there is the millennial side and you just like we were talking about, you know, getting older, you just stop having an interest in certain things and pop culture tends to be one of them. A lot of millennial things are pop culture related. So there is a disadvantage for you, but a hundred percent, I do have a greater disadvantage. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause like on those games, elder versus millennial and like easy trivia, there are certain topics where, and I think Bobby knows this. I'm not 100% sure, but I, I think he knows my weaknesses. Oh, he, uh, he totally pushed it. Uh, Eddie, I get geography questions every time. Right. We all know I suck at that. We know as soon as geography comes up, you're going to get it wrong. Yep. And I'm not going to talk about my weaknesses because I'm not going to shine a spotlight on it. But I know that he knows my weaknesses. And whenever we go there, it's like whatever it is, if it's like, you know, like Kit Kat and tartar sauce, I know I'm going to eat. I know it's going to be me. Like, I just know it. It's the (laughs) worst feeling. It's really funny when I hear one and I'm like, I definitely know what that is, but it just can't. I can't just get the answer to come to like the front of my brain. It's almost like it's sitting in the back of my brain and I just can't get it to come out. And it's not like we're doing this at like nine o'clock at night where we've been up all day and our brains are like warmed up. No, no, this is this is in the morning and our brains are like halfway asleep. Oh, they're like mush. You try. Yes. And give me, I can't even play regular trivia on like a, a trivia night. <laughs> you tr- you talk about playing like easy trivia at that early in the morning. I have no idea what's going on. I barely know what I'm doing on my computer at that moment. Yeah. And on top of multitasking and playing a game like. I'm sitting here trying to tweet, make sure everybody knows that we're playing easy trivia or post some things on Facebook. And then I'm, I'm like, hey, Morgan, what is this? I'm like, crap, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. So, yes, there is a disadvantage for me in Elder versus Millennial, but I will okay. never stop fighting for it, Eddie. And okay. I will keep playing and keep trying to beat you because one of these days I will take my freaking crown back. One of these days. I, I don't uh, know when, but... Just hit me with one of those sweet lives of Zach and Cody's and you'll get your crown back. Oh, yeah, those are funny. But I don't think I will ever win easy trivia. I think I've accepted that I'm just there for the fun aspect of always losing. There was one, though, where you got real close. Yeah, I think it's just a game, maybe. I was really good at the drafts. Can we bring those back? Because I was really good at those. Oh, you were really good at those. Mm -hmm. But see, again, your advantage there is that, you know, our web, our web people. You, you know, mean I know what, our demographic, Eddie. You have web intel. You have that's internet. why you, you think I had an advantage in the drafts. Uh-huh. Absolutely. You you have internet intel where you know what audience you're playing for. No, I was just playing to my own audience. These are I just naturally connect on the regular things with people, <laughs> Eddie. I don't know. Maybe. There's, uh, the audience that we have, our demographic is like. 20 to 65 women like strongly social media well there you go there's the advantage yes but you guys always play into that you guys all know that demographic too and half the time you're picking hot dudes 
No, no. Uh-huh. When whenever there's like, um, you know, the best con- uh, female country singers, like it's hard. It's hard. Like, I don't know who the women like. I know who I like. You I know mean- what I don't you know, the, the ones the women like. OK, then we will just accept I have an advantage on the drafts. You have an advantage in elder versus millennial. I will probably okay. keep eating bad things. It's fine. Did- I'll keep owning it. OK. Did my internet go out at all? <laughs> there, there was a brief moment there, and okay. then we got a Coachella bark. Listen, okay, I told good, everybody okay. this is going to be chaos. It's fine. She, she just pulled the cable out, so I think I just went to Wi-Fi. All hey, right. Coachella needs a walk. Okay, that's what Coachella she needs. Does. It's exactly what she wants to do. That's, that's what's happening. Okay, mm-hmm. so we, before we got on our tangent of things that we have advantages on, I did want to know what's your weirdest food combination that you eat. Um, the weirdest food combination, I pizza and ranch. Is that weird? No, I don't think that's weird. Most people eat that. Not most. That's not true. Cause I feel like a lot of times I'll like mix or I'll dip my pizza and ranch and people are like, that's, that's weird. I feel like 60, 40. Okay. But that's a lot. 60, 40 is a lot. Yeah. Um, let's see what else food. Um, I like ketchup with a lot of stuff. Like weird um, stuff or just like your French fries and things. Well, that the normal stuff, obviously. Um, but I like ketchup with like, do you do ketchup uh, on your eggs? Yeah, I do sometimes. See, like that's good. Mm-hmm. I do also put ketchup on my grilled cheese sometimes. Nice. Mm, well, I dip just... like a grilled cheese in ketchup. Oh, because it's like tomato. It is like tomato. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a tomato bisque. Yes. All right, is that what that is? Tomato, tomato, tomato bisque? Tomato bisque soup. I mean, I think it's just also tomato okay, soup, but okay. whatever you want. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, if you could only pick one condiment for the rest of your life, what are you choosing? Ooh, ketchup. Okay, I gotta over do ranch? ketchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would I mean, you ranch? dip your pizza in ketchup? Um, No, no, because it already has tomato sauce on it. I know. Hey, I'm just asking. If you only no. get ketchup, then you're losing your dipping sauce for pizza. Is marinara a... Uh, condiment you know i don't know <laughs> this is, this is, uh, i don't it may be, but like i think of condiments as like things that you could use in salads on sandwiches or like as dipping sauces so it's like something that's fluid amongst all the foods yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay okay Maybe and i don't know then. that mar- i mean marinara some people put on like meatball sandwiches but like tartar sauce that's that's a condiment Oh, yeah, that's gross, though. You like tartar sauce? No, no, it's disgusting. It's terrible. Like, who likes that? that that's the weird to me. The the certain stuff that that it's it sells. Like, that's crazy that somebody sells this at the grocery store. Like, who would buy that? Like, olives. What? Just get oh, rid I of olives. Olives, don't do that. No, that's crazy. I can, I can put, I'll put all the black olives on my fingers and I'll eat them off. That's what I used to do as a kid. What? Yeah. You would stab them? Yeah, and I put them on all my fingers and I'd eat them. And then like my niece started doing it like a few years ago. And I was like, oh, dang, we passed that down hard. So she did she learn that just through genetics? No, I think so. Or did she see someone do it? We don't obviously do that now as adults. But like she saw that we would all eat olives besides her. um, One of my sisters does not like olives. And she every time we would eat them, she'd be like, oh, what are those? And then she'd try them. And then she realized that they had holes in them. So then just being a kid. Just put them on our fingers. And I was like, oh, yeah, that that is definitely a thing because we did that growing up. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Right, hey, it's a fun food to play with. Yeah. Kids I, love I, a food you can play with. 
That food goes in the trash for me. <laughs> Done. Um, I hate it. Hey, well, we're even because that's how I feel about cilantro. Quit putting cilantro on all my things. <laughs> I love cilantro. Oh gosh. It tastes like soap. What? It does? Mm-hmm. Soap? Mm-hmm. It what either kind tastes of like soap? soap or very, very spicy. Oh, see, that's weird. Very weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So like, I'll always get enchiladas and they'll like, you know, top it, mm-hmm. make it pretty with cilantro. And every time I'm like, quit putting cilantro on my crap. Cilantro is the one where like, you don't even think about it until it just, somebody puts it on your food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I yep. don't go looking for cilantro, but if it's on my food, I'm like, Hey, I like that. Well, Hey, you can have all my cilantro and I can have all of your olives. I'll take it. We got, we found our, our balance there. Oh man. Well, we also had this week, Amy had to review terrifier too, after seeing it after the spinning wheel. Do you like horror movies, Eddie? Man, I do. And like, especially around this time, like I like sitting and watching a scary movie, but my wife won't watch it with me and I'm not going to watch it by myself. And then I try to get my kids. I said, Hey, I'm like, you guys want to watch a scary movie with me? And they're like, no. So nobody will watch it with me. And I'm not going to watch one by myself because then maybe I'll really get scared. Not even your 14 year old. He kind of wants to, but I'm, I know, see, he's like, he's the movie guy and he's not like, I like watching the movie because it's made this way or whatever. He takes in the whole movie. And so I know that if we watch a real scary movie together, he's going to be thinking about that for like months, maybe years. And so I, I'm kind of like, don't rush it. But like, because I remember when I was a kid and I watched certain scary movies, I couldn't go places. I couldn't like, if it was dark outside, I'm not going outside. Like I, my parents would be like, take the trash out. I'm not going outside at night. Uh-uh. And so I don't want to do that to him, but I'm able to uh, watch a movie and not, and know that it's fake. I'm able to watch a movie and be like, oh, that's not real. That's like, that's funny. But the ones that are like psychological or they're more thrillers, I can't watch those because I'm like, this could happen. Anything that can happen in real life. I'm like, I can't watch it because I will it could actually all happen think about in real it. life though. It could all of them. That's why I don't watch the purge, Eddie. I I like even seeing the freaking commercials come on. I'm like, get this thing off my TV because this could actually be real life. Is that the one like they're purging people, like mm-hmm. getting rid of people? Like they have the one day a year to go like kill anybody or do whatever they want, whatever crime what? they want. Should we investigate the people that come up with these movies? Because the mean, fact that they're coming up with that idea is weird. Well, either they're time travelers and they're creating these. So we get ready for the future. That's okay. what these directors and producers are, or they are really messed up and um, they likely are going to be the reason that something like this happens in the future. Those are like Wait, our two options. You think that they could be time travelers? Well, think about it this way. There's the show, The Simpsons, and so many things that they put in there, they're kind of predicting the future. There's a lot of episodes they have where they have predicted things very accurately. And there's a, I- there's other movies, there's other TV shows like that where things happen and Just like you think of the Marvel shows every so often, like a news story comes out about NASA or NASA is releasing something. And it's like, we're inching closer to things happening. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. There's no way that somebody just randomly came up with the idea to create super soldiers. And now we have those in real life. So make it make sense to me. Everybody's listening. Morgan's losing it. I'm just saying. Morgan is losing it. Is, have you always thought this or is this the flu? No, this isn't the flu, Eddie. I'm telling you, like, I get people are super creative and you can be in like an intense state and find some creativity that way. But there is no way 
that like things happen in movies and then 10 years later it's coming out that that's happening in real life. Yeah, because you can just say whatever you want, but you have 10 years to work on that. I'm hey, Eddie, how many times? Okay, so there's gosh, I don't know, a thousand directors in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, probably more than that. It's probably like hundreds of thousands. But then there's all the other people who can never come up with ideas like that. Mm -hmm. You and I, I can never come up with the idea that I'm going to create um, a black hole in space that something's going to happen and somebody's popping out from it. Or I'm going to create, I don't know, the super soldiers or this, uh, these sounds in space that happen. In no world am I ever going to get that out of my imagination. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I'm yes. very imaginative and I can come up with a lot of things. Yeah. But there are some people that are really, really good at it. And, and maybe you're right. I'm just saying, I think there's a chance here. Okay. Okay. No, I, Hey, you know what? There's always a chance. Yeah. It may, it may not actually be true. And you know, what? I may be crazy, but I think there's a chance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Deal. Hey girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of the girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. 
My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, well, besides my crazy long rant about what I think of movies... (laughs) I do want to know if you've been watching anything that you really like or you suggest watching. I watched a movie called Ambulance. Oh, is that the one with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I think I've learned that I like those kinds of dumb movies like action, stupid plot, totally unrealistic, but I love it. Like, it's just one of those dumb, you know, mindless movies that I like to watch um, because it's just dumb the way it all plays out. Like, it's so dumb. So have you ever seen Red Notice on Netflix then? Mm-mm. So Red Notice is with The Rock and um, Gal Gadot and somebody else, another major actor. And it's one of those like action movies. It's kind of dumb, but like you love it. I highly suggest watching that if those are the kind of movies you like. Okay, Red Notice. Yep, it's really good. Like, I don't think Mike ended up loving it, but I loved it. I was like, oh, it was hilarious. I laughed Mm -hmm. several times just because it was cheesy. And I was like, that's hilarious. It's a rock. Yeah, I kind of like those dumb movies. Um, My my sister texted me today and said that Lotus 2, the second season, White Lotus. Yes, okay. Did you Um, watch White Lotus 1? I didn't, but that's the one on HBO Max with Uh um, the... Actress from Legally Blonde and um, Cinderella Story. What's her name? The blonde girl. Hold on. I'm, I, I, this is going to bother me. The blonde girl. Uh-huh. I know she's in it. Jennifer Coolidge. Is she the one that's like, uh, like recently she was like complaining about not getting money or something for movies? That might be her. She kind of, she has like some big lips and she yeah. has big blonde hair. Oh, oh no. This is the older lady. Okay. Yeah. She, she is older. Yes, yes, she's awesome. I like her. Oh, she's so good. Everybody yeah. imitates her on on TikTok, and she's yes. just my favorite. <laughs> yes, that's okay. Okay, that's okay. Yes, that's her. So, White Lotus, the season one was awesome. Like, I loved it. And so, now that two's out, I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. I haven't started it yet, but I'm excited to see that. What was White Lotus about? Because I didn't ever watch it, but I did see a lot of people like it. So, White Lotus was um, it, it's a resort in Hawaii. That's oh, like, this is why you loved it. Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. And, and it's like a, it's a very high end resort where like, it's a lot of money to go there and something, something weird just happens. Like um, people start dis- oh, the, a pr- one problem after another happens, like at the hotel, I can't get into too much detail, but um, someone like, I don't, I don't want to give too much away, but just. <laughs> Things start happening. Like it gets worse okay. and worse and worse and worse. What genre of movie or TV show is it in? Is it like thriller or scary or the comedy? A little bit of both. It's not really comedy. It, it's it's funny though, but it's not comedy. Um, but I would say it's more like um like suspense. Oh, okay. See, see, this is where we get into where I'm like, this could happen in real life, Eddie. Oh, it could totally happen in real life. All these things could totally happen in real life. Okay, so is it worth it for me to put my brain into this show? 
Yeah, because it, it's it's all it's not like crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. You just start wondering, like, wait, wait, why did that happen? And why did that happen? Oh, 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 what happened here? Oh, oh my gosh, it's getting crazy. And it's one of those almost like breaking bad where you're just like, no, 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 like don't no, you're, you're gonna make things worse. No, you're gonna make things worse. Don't do that. Oh my gosh. It's so like kind of awkward too. Yeah, it's definitely awkward. Oh, yes. Okay. Does your wife like it? She didn't watch it with me. Oh, this telling, is one she didn't want to watch. I'm telling you, my wife only wants to watch like fun, like rom-coms. Hey, and I, I feel love, her. I feel her. <laughs> it's like just something positive. Like that's all she wants in, in this life. She doesn't like true crime. She doesn't like um, horror movies. She doesn't like, she likes dumb, mindless action stuff, mm-hmm. but like thrillers. No, like stuff like that. No. Dang. Oh, well, I feel her. I'm with her. Like it takes a lot for me. It took me. I think four years after Gone Girl came out to finally watch Gone Girl because I was like, I don't think I could handle this. It didn't end up being as like intense as I thought. Gone I Girl, def- is that mm-hmm. Ben Affleck? Yeah, where his like wife basically goes crazy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You want to hear uh, a funny story about that? What? <laughs> what? So there's some like sex scenes in that thing, right? And I don't know why we decided to watch Gone Girls, Gone Girl, but my, my, father-in-law my mother-in-law were in town my parents were in town and i think my sister was in town okay, Maybe so have, lots of adults for this viewing party it might have been like one of my kids birthdays or something this is a few years ago and we're all just like hey let's watch a movie and we watched gone girl <laughs> this hardcore like sex scenes going on and i'm like oh, oh 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 my gosh uh where's the remote and i start fast forwarding it and <laughs> my father-in-law is like Hey, what are you doing? Rewind that. I'm like, no, we're not going to watch that. No. (laughs) And I think my mom like left to make popcorn. My dad like got up and left. It was the most awkward. Like we lost three viewers at that point of the movie. Why is it as humans that we do that? Why is it like, do you just feel that cringe of awkwardness whenever that happens? Can't we just just all be adults? I don't know. We can't be adults. We had to be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, we got to like, I can't watch this. this right. But hey, I'm with you. Like, if I was ever doing that in my with my parents, I'd be like, oh, this is a little weird. I might go to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> yeah. My mom was like, I'm going to make popcorn. My dad just split. He didn't say anything. He just left. Like, <laughs> I don't even know where he went. Oh, man. That's funny. I bet yeah. a lot of people have stories like that because it is, for whatever reason, as humans, we find that so awkward. Mm-hmm. And it's fair. It's all in fairness. That's my memory of Gone Girl. What is your, so like I'm with your wife because like I will always put on my comfort shows are like happy-go-lucky things. New Girl, Gilmore Girls, like Suits. If I need something in the background, it's like things that aren't so intense that I can just mindlessly watch or it can be on in the background and I'm not being like totally mind messed with basically. Or superhero shows. That's the other like kind of comfort thing that I watch because it's just easy. What are your like comfort things that you watch? If you need something that'll just make you feel good or like kind of get your mind off of things. Old movies. Telling you, I love Turner classic movies. Like I turn, it doesn't matter what's on really. I mean, yes. If if you go back to like the 1920s, like it's silent film. Like, I I don't know. So not that far. I'm not trying to like watch a movie where they're still experimenting how film works. Like, (laughs) or you have to read like, yeah, I'm not trying to do all that. But there's an era in like the 50s, 40s, maybe late 30s, where there are just some really good movies like out there. And they, their storytelling had gotten really good. 
and the sound of their voice when they talk, it's just, you hear it come out of the TV and it's so soothing. It's just like, Hey, why don't we just uh, go on over to the coffee shop? Uh, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. It, what happened to our voices, by the way, how come people were talking like that 50 years ago, but we don't talk that way now. I don't know, but you're right. They talk so differently. I don't know if like, just, they were like, we need to get away from this. Sounds weird <laughs> or what? Or, or I wonder if everyone talked like that back then, or just the people in the movies. Yeah, like maybe they talked like that in the movies, so it was different than real life. Yeah, that's what I'm I like. I, I don't know. I I'm going to no have idea. to ask my parents. You're going to have to ask your parents. That's the only way we're going to find out. Your parents weren't alive in the 40s. I mean, but they were alive in the state. They were born in the 60s. Yeah, but that's 60s is different. See, and see, that's that's what's OK. Crazy. So we need like grandparents here. You need grandparents to tell you. Yes, I could ask my grandpa. He probably might not have any idea what I'm talking about, <laughs> but I could try. Ask your grandpa. Tell me what he says, because I'm curious. Like, did they everyone talk like that or was it just Humphrey Bogart? Humphrey Bogart. Is that like a famous actor during that oh, time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was I was legit. like, who, Eddie, Eddie, who are you name dropping that? I don't even know right now. Dude, Audrey Hepburn, Humphrey Bogart, Lauren Bacall. Like, these are people that were like superstars back then. Like super, superstars, And now people don't even know who they are. It's crazy. Well, Audrey Hepburn, I do know, but not because of movies, just because she was insanely beautiful. Basically, she was. that was the reason that I kind of knew of her as like a pop culture icon. Will, but you do, will you do me a favor? Like just one time. And I know that you get a lot of homework. Oh, God. Are you making me watch another movie, Eddie? Listen, watch it. Um, just try it out. It's called Roman Holiday. And Ro- it's like Audrey- Rome in holiday or Roman holiday. Roman R O M A N holiday. Okay. okay. Just try it. And it's Audrey Hepburn. It's a comedy and it's like, it's old and it's, it's awesome. Is it in black it's, and white? That one might, my, that one might be like in like when they first started doing color. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. Oh gosh, Eddie. I'm doing good. Just hit the eighties movies and semi like them. You, I'm telling you, you might like some of these older ones. Okay. All right. Is it on like HBO Max or something? Yeah, you'll find it somewhere. If not on Prime, I'm sure you can get it for like $2. Oh, Listen, I have to rent so many things at this point. All these old movies are not on streaming services. Okay. You don't have to do it, but if you want to, it's, if you want to experience an older movie that'll soothe you and take you into another land for an hour and a half, do it. Okay. Just because you like it so much, if I can find it, I will give it a chance. Well, because you know Audrey Hepburn. That's why I picked that one. Because you know who she is. Fair, and I love a rom-com. Yeah, it's a rom-com, and now you can watch her act. Okay, well, maybe some people will do it with me, and then I don't have to watch it alone. It can be like, instead of a book club, we have a movie club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching old things. And then we can come back and talk about it. (laughs) Yes, it can be a special edition of Best Bits where we start having movie (laughs) reviews. I like it. Like we need more work, but, you know, I like Mm -hmm. it. I'm digging it. Oh, so we, you know, there's a lot of controversy going on this week around Bobby and his threatening of being canceled over his comedy routine. Um, And I'm going to let that bit kind of sit for itself and let him explain because I don't want to mess any of it up or say any of the wrong things. So I'm just going to let that exist. He can talk about it. But, you know, there was an interview that came out recently of Julia Roberts. You know who she is? Of course. Famous actress. Pretty woman. Yes. She revealed that. Martin Luther King Jr. and his wife paid for the hospital bill when she was born. 
like her parents knew them or something. Yep. So apparently like her parents own this acting studio and the King's kids went to it. They created, they had a bond. And when Julia was born, they didn't have enough money to pay for the hospital bill. And so the Kings paid for it. And I was like, this is just a really cool kind of interwoven story that nobody would ever have like put together. So I want to know if you have like any kind of crazy connection stories like this to celebrities. I don't know if you Uh, do. Maybe you don't. Okay. So you may not know who this is, but this is a, this is a pretty cool story. Um, So my grandfather owned a hardware shop in South Texas and Tom Landry. Do you know who Tom Landry? You probably don't know who Tom Landry is. I don't, but you know what? Let me Google him. I can get an image at least. Tom Landry. He was the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys back like in the sixties and seventies. Okay. I got a picture. He likes to wear fedoras. He was very famous for the fedora. Yes. And they were really good. They won the Super Bowl like back then. And so Tom Landry lived in my dad's hometown and my grandpa one day at the store busted Tom Landry stealing BBs from the hardware store. What? Yeah. How cool is that? Okay. So before he was a like, oh, time, this was when he was a kid. I assume he must have been like, you know, 13 years old. Wow. Mm hmm. Crazy. Yeah. And my grandpa was really young too. My grandpa was like, he was like an entrepreneur, but like a really young entrepreneur that was, and he didn't own the store. He worked for a man that owned the store, but he ran the store. And, and yeah, so he knew Tom Landry's dad and he caught him and he told Tom Landry's dad, like this kid will not be allowed in my store anymore. If he keeps stealing BBs. That's crazy. Uh-huh. So did your grandpa tell you this story or how did you find out about my story? dad? My dad, my dad told me the story. I think there was just like one time we drove around like there, there where he grew up and he was showing me the hardware store. And then it was kind of part of the story too. Like, and what's cool is like, I haven't been back down in, in South, like the real grand Valley. This is mission, Texas. That's, that's what the town's called. Um, I haven't been back down there in like years and I have never taken my kids down there. And so one of these days I want to take all my boys down there and kind of do the whole tour of like, this is where, you know, grandpa grew up. This is where I grew up. This is where I went to school. Like, I don't know. It's a weird thing because I know it's awesome for me and I want to show them those things, but are they going to care? I mean, I do think they care. I think at some level, it's really cool to see where your parents come from and learn things about them, especially as you start to get older. It's cool to have those memories and know certain things about people. Right. And that's that's my point. I got, I want, I want that right age. Like, I don't want to bring, you know, this, the seven and, you know, uh, eight year old and then be like, Oh, when are we going to eat? This is so Mm -hmm. boring. But I think my teenager would like it. Yeah. I think maybe when they all hit like 12 and older Mm -hmm. is kind of when I think that's going to happen. But that means that your teenager is going to be significantly older. I know. Maybe we can just split them up. Maybe we'll take the teenager now and then we can bring the other ones later. How far is your hometown from where you guys like go visit for Christmas? Oh, it's about four hours. So not an easy journey, but it's doable. Yeah. Cause what we do for Christmas, we get my parent, my wife's parents are in Dallas and my parents are in San Antonio. And so San Antonio is the further, the furthest South, but it's still four hours North of where I grew up. Okay. And Mm -hmm. how far are Dallas and San Antonio from each other? Uh, That's about three hours. Okay, so mm. you're already making a little bit of a road. Four trip. hours. Yeah, it's almost like four hours. Yeah. Hey, if it starts getting loud, I think the boys are home from school. So oh man. Heads hey, off. I love I told you I love listen, I love when podcasts go chaos. It's kind of the fun ones anyway. <laughs> it's about to go real chaotic. That's okay. Well, we're not far from being done, but I wanted to hear the story that 
the one that I've mentioned before was that my dad went to high school with the host of Survivor, which is Jeff Probst. And he's still like, we'll say that he's like, yeah, we went to high school together. Like it's no big deal. And he just decided one day to move out to LA, pursue the whole TV thing, got on Survivor and he's still famous today. That's crazy. That really is crazy. Mm -hmm. That one's pretty cool to me. And then like another one I had, this is as much as like involved as like both of our stories are. But I think the fun one is that uh, we went to a Keith Urban concert when I was probably middle school, maybe a freshman in high school. And Keith Urban pulled my sister up on stage to sing with him. She was the fan that he chose to go up and sing one of his songs just for fun. It wasn't like a special like song or anything. It was like just to come up and sing a song with him. And she was the one that got chosen. And I was like, hey, I know somebody that got pulled up on stage by an artist. And that doesn't ever happen. So that one was pretty cool. That's really cool. But yeah. I, I want to ask real quick about your dad's your dad's classmate. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you ever ask him, like, was he cool? Was he did he seem like he was going to be a, like a star or? I think I asked him if I thought he would be like big and famous one day. And he was like, no, he was just kind of like a normal guy. And, yeah. just, you know, they grew up in, in Southeast Kansas and just, you know, like most Kansas people are just very like down to earth and, and humble. But like, yeah, I think it was right after high school. My dad said, and I could be butchering this and he's going to listen and be like, Morgan, that's not the story I told. <laughs> um, but it, I believe it was after high school, he decided to move out to LA and start pursuing all of that. So he hasn't talked to him since high school or anything like that, but it's just funny to, to see what people do afterwards and what happens over the course of life. What about you? Do you have anyone that you went to school with that's like, does something cool that like any, like maybe went to Hollywood? Cause I have like, th- I think I have like three people from my high school that went to Hollywood. I think one of them still trying to be an actor. One of them's like a documentary director and another girl is like kind of a model, but she doesn't, I mean, I don't, I don't see her anywhere. It's just, it's just what I see like from Facebook. I don't think so. Like nobody, at least in my class, like, honestly, I'm, uh, there's a lot that moved away, but I would probably be one of the ones, at least in my high school class specifically that actually like moved away and some people might know my name kind of thing. But nobody that would be like so famous that everybody would know their name, if that makes sense. Like Jeff Probst, like everybody knows his name. I don't have any of those. We did have a guy. He's an actor. His name's Colton Hines that he's from um, Kansas as well. And I had some friends that knew him and he is a massive actor. And a lot of people know who he is, (laughs) but I never knew him. I didn't like grow up around him. I just know that uh, I had friends that hung out with him and really liked him. But yeah, so uh, I do think like people come from Kansas and that's what's Uh really cool more to me. Not as much (laughs) from my class. Yeah. I just think it's cool when people go out of Kansas and do something really cool because I love Kansas. It's always going to be like my home state. Hey, Coachella. It's always going to be my home state, but I will never like, I, I don't look at it and be like, oh, that's LA. Somebody moved to Kansas. It's so mm-hmm. cool. I, if somebody moves to LA, I'll be like, oh, it's really cool. You did it. Yeah. I guess you may, you may just be living there, but you did it. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's hard, especially when something as comforting and as like just really easy to stay in Kansas because it's such a good place to live. It's a great place to raise a family and get married, but it's very out of comfort zone to move out of Kansas. So whenever Mm -hmm. anybody does in any capacity, I'm like, Hey, you did it. Even if it's for a little bit, you did it. Yeah, no, I I get that. I I remember my brother was dating some girl or, or maybe it was a friend of her, a friend of his. I don't remember, but she was over at the house and she was talking about how she grew up with uh, Tom Hanks. 
And she what? had a picture. Like she was like, next time I come over, I'll bring you a picture. And it was a picture of them like in high school, uh, just like at a party or something. And he was like, you know, making people laugh. But it was like one of those things like, yeah, every celebrity does come from somewhere, but it's always cool to meet someone that's like, oh yeah, I grew up with Brad Pitt. I grew up with Tom Hanks. Like, that's mm-hmm. really cool. Like, what were they like? Or like normal. They were just normal people. I know. See, that's why I wanted to like, if any listeners have stories like this, I feel like there's so many out there and it makes it really cool. It just makes all these like celebrities more human. Oh yeah, totally. And cool. So I loved your story though. The one about uh, Landry, the Tom Landry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was cool. So I love that one. That was a good one. You, you got it. You, you take the cake for our celebrity <laughs> stories. Everyone's gonna be like, who's Tom Landry. Hey, I didn't even know it. It was still a cool story. Oh, thanks Morgan. Well, there was also some drama on the show this week. Uh, we crowned a new employee of the month and shocker. It was not Eddie or I, um, <laughs> shocking. you know, so shocking. But somebody was crowned and it caused a lot of drama. Another thing that I'm just going to listen, these these top three ones, I'm just letting live here because I ain't getting involved, mm-hmm. though. Eddie did get involved. But you know what, though? You know what? Like when any other job I've had, employee of the month was a big deal because we had like 100 employees that or 200 true. employees here. Mm-hmm. It's the same five like or the same six. Yeah, it's like we're just going to keep rotating over and over mm-hmm. and over. What's crazy is Amy's never got it. That's nuts. I know. That's nuts. I, I, genuinely, though, like I actually thought Amy might win this month. Like she has a lot of the things on here, like the Terrifier 2, her mm-hmm. daughter in the costume, the package finally being revealed. I actually thought Amy was going to win this month. Yeah. But, you know, hey, let's be, let's be real. It's just to piss off Lunchbox every time. I'm starting to get that. I'm actually starting to see that. So uh, gave you a little bit of a spoiler, uh-huh. but make sure you listen for the drama <laughs> and make sure to check out Instagram for more drama. Yeah. A video Eddie captured. But I do want to talk about something. What is something that you wish you learned in school? And the reason I asked this, because I was putting my vote together and I was, you know, making my votes. I'm pretty educated when it comes to politics as much as one can be. And there were several things on there that I was like, I don't even know what this position is. I also don't know what this candidate stands for at all because I've never heard anything about them. And they were like my only vote. And I had to do so much Googling and researching just to find because this one was like judges. Right. And that's a big deal. That can be a big deal. And I had to do so much research just to find minimal things about each of these judges. I also had to Google to see like if I didn't like a candidate, could I like not? place a vote like or am i going to be declined for that yeah there's just so many things and i wish we were taught like you get taught about voting in schools and you get taught about the branches and things about government but you don't get taught what that actually means when you're placing votes and what that ballot looks like and how that's going to go down when that comes through and i'm going to tell you i stressed out about it for like five days because i did not know what to do and i was like i have to do so much research this is like a second job right now trying to place this vote because i know that it matters but i'm like i don't want to be uneducated in placing a vote that's a good point. Voting is a good one because, yeah, mm-hmm. it's so intimidating too. even just the, you know, the technicalities of like, what do you do when you go up there? Like, how do you vote? Like, how does the machine work? Like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. How do you register to vote? Yeah, that's another thing. So many people don't register, or don't go vote because they don't know how. And by the uh-huh. time it's like time to vote, they're like, oh, you can't vote. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just absolutely. So many, like, cool. I'm glad you taught me about the government, even though most of the things I forgot and I have to reteach myself now, first of all. Mm-hmm. But secondly, if you would have taught me about voting, I would have understood the importance of it and what that looks like. Yeah, that's a good one. That's so, really good. I feel like if I could go back to school and learn something, 
it'd be hard to teach, but I, I would, I would like to learn just how to be grateful for things. You know what I mean? Like, like just everyday life. Cause I think we like go through life and worry about certain things that we don't have to worry about or prioritize things like, okay, what's more important in your life? This, this, and that, like, there's definitely math, science, how to, you know, uh, do business, how to start a business, whatever, all that stuff. Yes. You can learn all that stuff, English, grammar, writing, you know, whatever, but like life skills, like how to prioritize your life is a, I think it's an important one. Like, you know, what's important to you, find out what's important to you, live your life this way. Um, be grateful for things, help others, you know, just kind of like things that overall is helpful to live in your life because, when you go into when you go into the real world and work at a job and try to support yourself and deal with money, like you get lost in what you're doing, you know. And I, I think that's a good one. I don't know how you teach it or if any teacher wants to tackle that one, but I or maybe it's the parents, you know, job. But I think at school it'd be kind of cool because not everybody has parents that are around all the time. They can teach them these kinds of things. It'd be a cool class, I think. Well, I will say two things. One, definitely like looking back, I realized that our education system is so much built up just for you to get a job. That's the whole purpose of it. Totally. It's the purpose to teach you things so you can have skills to have a job and create a life for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that goes way back. And there's so many like historians that talk about it and why that is the way that it is. And I don't have near the intelligence to speak on that, but I know that that's the case. And so I do think that's part of it. Why we learn so much science and math. It's because they want us to get a job and be part of the workforce. But I also will say, I took leadership classes starting from fifth grade on every year in high school. And then I ended up minoring in leadership in college. And it was the best thing I ever took. It was the only class that I actually genuinely learned what you're talking about. Like just not necessarily how to be grateful for things, but how to be respectful of people, how to understand that other people have different views than you, what that looks like, how you deal with people that aren't the same as you. And those leadership classes were so fun in so many ways because I just learned, I was constantly learning real life things that actually benefited me now to be in a position to deal with people of different personalities and understand what that looks like. And I wish, I don't know if other, you know, I got really lucky that my public school offered that and I had incredible teachers, but even cooler that my college also like really highlighted it and really encouraged. I think it was actually a requirement for your freshman year to take a leadership class. And I think it's really cool that Kansas puts that as an initiative because it's so important. If you learn leadership skills, then you're going to learn some of the things you're talking about and kindness for others, empathy, and just understanding a, what it's like to be a leader. And when you know what it's like to be a leader, you typically have a lot more compassion and understanding of other things. Mm -hmm. And so I do think it's taught in some capacity, but I do not think it's taught across the board because I think it was something our school adapted and it was not like a, it was like an election class. Like you could take it or you didn't have to. And I wish it was something that was required because I do think so many of us that came out of those and who like continued on and did minors in college, I think we just became better versions of ourselves because we learned so much so young. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's, that's awesome. I don't, I didn't have anything like that growing up like whatsoever, but I also think it'd be fun. It'd be a fun class, you know, like, Mm -hmm. 
it'd be cool to teach that and to make fun games out of it and good pro- fun projects and oh, yeah. how to do things with different we scenarios. Had, we had so many like teamwork, like, you know, when you take group yeah. projects and it wasn't the dreaded group project, it was like, oh yeah, we all got to work on this. Mm-hmm. We'd sit outside sometimes. We'd have like full, like sit in a circle and like talk about our feelings, but like not our feelings. There was one time like a dead fish got brought in to show an analogy, like, and everybody, nobody forgot it. We talked about it for all four years in college because it was so cool. It's just the, it's like what you see on TikTok of like all these experts talking about things, but in real life. Yeah. It, that's kind of that. So if your kids have any type of thing like this at your school, I'm telling you, like, I wish everybody could be part of that because that, that helped so much. I mean, you can still take that and you can still, you know, turn into a crappy person, but I, right. I think it helps. <laughs> no, you're right. At least it helps. At least they're, they're pointed in the right direction. Yeah. At least they're taught to be open-minded and to understand yes. things a little yeah. bit better. But I agree so, with you. I, like, it's I, not I, guaranteeing to fix someone. No, but at least it's like helping along the way that yeah. maybe they might be a little bit more open-minded to right. people. So I do think it exists. It's just not very common. So Kansas is just kind of one of the forefront in that, which I very much appreciate. And I didn't yeah, realize how much really until cool. later. So, but I, I agree. I wish that was taught in school. There's a lot of things I wish were taught in school, but those mm-hmm. are both, both good ones from, from both of us. Good job. We did good. Yeah, good job, Morgan. <laughs> Pat on our backs. All right. Number one spot this week, Amy revealed the contents of the package that was delivered over a year ago that she could not reveal for so, so many months because of, well, danger. And I, you know, it just really brought back up from the theft that I've been like seeing. And then from a guy trying to steal my mail, like, I feel like times are very strange right now. Do you feel that way? Yeah. I don't know if it's more now than it's ever been, or we just didn't know about it then or what, but I, I've often thought, you know, like what makes people do stuff like this, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like the Amy's situation, for example, like, like I, I don't understand. Like there are thousands, probably millions of ways to make money, right? Millions. Mm-hmm. And they choose stealing things, an air fryer from Walmart. Like, like there, I just feel like some, and some criminal activities take so much brain power to be like, all right, how are we going to get away with this? We're going to do this. And then we're going to do that. And they'll never catch us because we're going to do this. If you took that knowledge and energy and did something good with it, you could probably be a, you could probably make a lot of money mm-hmm. the right way. So I just have never understood this. Like I've never understood people just breaking the law to make money uh, when there are so many other different ways to make money, not by not breaking the, the law. I just don't get it. Yeah, I know. When I, I just feel like too, like on, on top of like Bobby's cancellation stuff going on right now, I just like, we're just, we're in just such a strange time right now where we're just seeing kind of just like the bad parts of things kind of blossom, if you will, out of people. And we're just seeing like a lot of desperate measures being taken. And I I think it's sad more than anything. You know, it's not a place of critical. It's more of a like, dang, like people are feeling it right now. Like they are going through it and we're seeing the consequences of those actions happen Mm -hmm. in real time. And I didn't know if you had any moments where kind of along our segment of like, what's wrong with people, but you saw something and you're just like, what the frick just happened? Oh man. And I can, I, I can let you think of it. I have, I have. Yeah. Some. Go ahead. Go ahead. You start. Well, so I have one that I was just like, it, it was a guy who really did not care about what anybody else was doing or what was going on. I was at the gym and waiting to use 
this one machine to finish the rest of my workout. And the guy that was on it spent the entirety of my 45 minute workout on this one machine. And the reason is because every time he'd do his reps, he'd get up and like do a dance in between it and then like get back on and do his other reps and like keep doing this. This went on for 45 minutes. And I like, at first I was like, oh, that's really joyful. Really exciting. You're dancing around. But when we hit the 45 minute mark, I was like, I'm not waiting on this machine. I do not know how long this man is going to be here. (laughs) But he did not care that anybody else wanted to use it. It was the only machine in the gym of that kind. Yeah. And I was just like, what in the world do you, are you so just so in your own world or so like just on another planet that you don't know that other people would want to use the machine? Yeah. So that was mine recently. No, that's yeah, you're you're right. Like I talked about one recently that um, you know, that girl that was working, that employee that was working at the, the grocery store and like talking on a Bluetooth. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, just stuff like that's like so weird to me. Like I don't I don't know. I don't know why you think it's okay to like just curse in public out loud when there's families everywhere. Like that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, well, even I, just to be on the Bluetooth while you're working too. Right. No, I mean, sure. It's, but I think the, the luxury of the Bluetooth though is like most people don't even think that you're talking to anyone. Like, we have, like we have a boss who's on a Bluetooth all the time. We never know he's talking to people until he's just like, uh, yeah, hold on. What are you saying? Yeah, that's true. You're not wrong. <laughs> they could be listening to music for all we know. Right. Right. So I, the Bluetooth to me is not a big deal. It's like that. It's like just, she was literally and not like saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? That girl, I'm going to beat this girl up. If she comes, no, she wasn't whispering out loud. She was like, man, I'm going to beat that beep girl. Is she, is she even beep? If she says that beeping one more time to me, I'm like, oh my, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the lack of consideration of your surroundings. Yeah. And maybe that's also why I'm noticing so many things more often is because I am paying attention to my surroundings and what's going on around me that I'm like, am I like the only one that's like looking up from their phone to like see these things happening? Cause like also in all the ceiling instances, I was the only one that saw it happen. There were so many people that walked by, like it was no big deal, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like we're in a place right now where we're just, you know, lack of perspective. Maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I it, Maybe it's just what I've seen and what I've been around lately. No, I've seen it too. Like it's, de- it's definitely, I think I've said it multiple times where like people are losing it. <laughs> maybe it's COVID hangover, whatever you want to call it. But like people are losing it. COVID hangover. That's what it's called. That's what I'm only identifying it from (laughs) now on. Love it. Oh man. Well, Eddie, thanks for joining me. I loved the chaos of our podcast from my crazy voice to Coachella joining us for some moments. Could could you hear the kids too? They're, they're out there yelling, you know, maybe, but honestly not too much. I definitely heard Coachella. She just wanted to make sure her opinion was heard. (laughs) Okay. I loved it. And the the baby wants to say hi. Oh yeah. Come say hi. No, he said no. He changed his mind. Well, we heard him a little bit. Okay. okay. A little bit in there, but I'm just so glad you were able to join, even though we're both from home. We had a little thing. Oh, I see the little guy. He's behind you now. There Mm -hmm. he is. Yeah, there he He, is. He's hanging out. He wants to hang out with dad. So I'm letting Mm -hmm. you go so you can go enjoy family time. But thank you for coming on. Tell the people where they can listen to you, find you all the things. You can go to at producer Eddie on Instagram, Reels, um, um, TikTok, Twitter, all that stuff. Oh, and if you want to watch that, um, the video of Lunchbox yelling at Abby. It's on there. It, yeah, it is on your Instagram and uh, <laughs> Sore Losers podcast in y'all's convention. Yes, the Sore Losers convention. You can go to SoreLosers.com and you can get tickets there for our convention. That convention is in LA, Coach's Convention. You should go, Morgan. 
Oh, when is it? What month is it? It's a, it's a MLK weekend in, in January. So whatever MLK weekend is in January, that's when we'll be in Vegas. Okay. If I can find someone to watch Remy, I will be there. Yes. I'll, I'll come join the coach's party. Yes. But be... do I get to be a part of all the VIP stuff or do I have to pay for that? I don't know. We can figure something out. Okay. I was like, <laughs> I, I know a few people. Okay. I'm just saying like, do I, do I have to be like, what, what's the, the Arnold Palmer or whatever? What's the lowest no, that's one? That's just the Arnold. The, the Arnold. Arnold I would, I would yes. be the Arnold. <laughs> okay. No. You wouldn't be the head coach. No, listen, I don't make enough money for that, Eddie. Okay. okay. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> All right. But yes, I, I love that. Make sure y'all go hang out with them in Las Vegas. And you guys can find me on all the things at Web Girl Morgan, TikTok, Instagram, whatever, you know it. And at the Bobby Bone Show on all our social media as well. We got TikTok going. You guys are loving stuff on there. So make sure you go follow that and everything up at bobbybones.com. So Eddie, thank you again. Loved, thank the, you, loved all of this. This was great. Yeah, that was cool. Thank you. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Voice. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.